Hello and welcome to YHTV's Flowing into Awareness with visionary and master intuitive Anatara. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host for this program. Today's title is Share Who You Are. Love it. And with us is the beautiful Anatara. Thank you, Christina. You always make me feel so welcome and and appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a nice title. Oh, she picked a really good title. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I can share who I am. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We do expect that. I want you to know. <laughs> that's good. Well, yeah, I think there's an extra part to this title that was a bit too long to write down, which is share who you are, not who you think you are. Ah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And and as I as I was contemplating this for myself and describing this to myself and whoever else might listen, I was, <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was understanding that every almost everything that we do as humans is done from uh, done through the perspective of feeling that we need to survive in whatever it is that we're in. That even even often when we're feeling really good or feeling on top of things, making a lot of money, the family's all healthy, um, life feels good, that there's still a part of us that is in its sort of instinctual human state of wondering whether or not it will survive. So we we come into this earth. We are infants. We really rely on everyone else to survive. We learn coping strategies and mechanisms that that we use to try to express how we're feeling, such as, "Am I happy? Am I warm? Am I hungry? What do I need?" But it's all based on what we think we have to say, what we think we have to do in order to survive. And then we, you know, go on through our lives, things change, we progress, we learn more and more about what real survival is about. But there's still that little voice in the back that says, if I'm not uh, quiet, if I'm not polite, if I don't share, I might not survive. So we are still, as we develop, as we grow, as we move out into society, we're not really sharing who we are. We're sharing who we think we are because of who we are supposed to be. So why do we do that? Why is it that we don't find um, the the courage in a way or the, the strength of centeredness and awareness to simply share who we really are? I would much rather see my friends cry than be angry. I would much rather have someone come over and say, hi, this is what I need, rather than not answer my texts or phone messages because they're feeling that they, that they aren't up to snuff and, and can't communicate with me. Where is the realness in who we are? Why is it so important for us to, to project an image of ourselves? So mm. here's, a little, here's a little challenge. Check in with yourself when you're feeling happy, when you're feeling sad, when anything is going on, check in into yourself when you hesitate to reach out, when you hesitate to make a comment, and ask yourself why you are sharing who you really are. <laughs> why are you sharing um, a doctored version of yourself? Why are you sharing the makeup version of yourself? You know, there are times when that's fine and there's nothing wrong with it. But why do we continue to do that? Because the the secret to that, the answer to that, 
is in the heart of who you really are, which is the part of you which is always attempting to share itself. How about how about you, Christina? Mm, that's very interesting. The 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 thoughts that were running through my mind and my heart at the uh -huh. same time, because I I feel that is a balance between mind and heart. When we look at children when they're first born, as they say, if you want to know the truth, ask the child. <laughs> because there's no holds barred. It's like my son the other day was watching a performance and he just looked at me and said, I'm bored. <laughs> and I said, very quietly, I'm bored. And it's like, uh -huh. are you not enjoying the beautiful music? I'm enjoying it, but I'm bored because uh -huh. they're not used to just sitting and listening mm -hmm. without being able to visually see something, you know, like mm -hmm. a, at a concert, you would see people performing or something. I'm bored. Mm -hmm. And I say, and I, I remember replying, can you please keep that to us? And we'll have a discussion about it later. So there is a societal etiquette mm -hmm. that comes into play now. Uh, where, uh, with my upbringing, societal etiquette, being brought up very British, <laughs> is, is like a facade. That's mm -hmm. what it is. And you just don't show quite often exactly who you are or how you feel. Now, then it comes back to, is this really who I am? Or am I just plain old bored? <laughs> you know, it's like, yep. I, I, that's why it's like, I'm, I'm, as you were speaking, oh, this is interesting. Where is that line? Where's that fine line? Or is there a line? Where's that point where the two are able to integrate to get a balance? Mm -hmm. You see, um, mm -hmm. and I believe to a certain point to be able to uh, whether you want to call it survive in business, family life, there is a balance that we have to create. Because if we were able to always just voice exactly what we're feeling, <laughs> depending on how we're raised again, mm -hmm. if it's all in love and joy, uh, I've seen individuals like that who have been manipulated terribly out there in the world. If it's fully with watch your back, watch your back, I've seen what that's done. You know, where is those balances on Atara? You know, where is that perspective? Well, to, to me, the answer to that is that the answer is inside you. There's a place inside where you can acknowledge both of those things all of the time. And you can see the flow of when it's appropriate to, to express oneself fully, when it's safe to express oneself fully, and when it's not quite as appropriate or accepted to do so. And, and again, knowing what you really feel and who you really are in every moment is the only way that you're going to be able to create the, um, the process through which you share or don't share. Uh, I, I like, I like to, to believe that there will be times and places, and it's going to become more and more so, that we feel safe in showing people who we really are. 
And we may not be there yet, but that is that that kind of living is available. And there are groups of, you know, friends, groups of people in which that is okay. And where we don't have to be angry or mean about uh, telling something or sharing something that's true about ourselves. When we hide, and, I, and I'm not talking about the kind of, of uh, protocol or societal, you know, ways and means that you described, but when we can in some way be honest with what we're feeling, that means that we are not in fear of our survival. And I suppose what I'm really saying is that when we fear for our survival, it's almost impossible to share who we really are. Yes, I, I can absolutely agree with that. And um, I mean, I'd like to add where where sometimes there never seems to the, be the appropriate time or moment. And even if you are not coming in to be with anger or or the negative, it mm-hmm. can sometimes be perceived as such because the exactly. other individual or or so may not want to hear it anyways, and it, they mm-hmm. may never want to hear it <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You know, it's like uh, I mean, we can talk about people transitioning in life, but there are some things that we're we may never be ready for. Right, and and we a lot of people are not ready to hear a lot of things because they feel so threatened by it. Yes. Because their version of what is okay and how life should be lived is is just not available. I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to add one thing. When when I was, was young, my mother, uh, not British at all, but very Canadian, gave us a clue about how to behave in, in, you know, certain situations. So we would go out to dinner at restaurants and we needed to pretend that we were having dinner or tea with the queen. <laughs> I love that. And so we learned our queenly manners and we learned uh, you know, the way we That's could eat at home where, where it was fine and safe and we could drop something and it didn't matter. So, <laughs> so I always had, I always had this concept of the real me is here and sometimes I can put a face on that but that in that way it wasn't threatening it didn't I, my my survival didn't feel threatened I yes. didn't feel like I might disappear or that I had to behave in order order to be accepted I chose to be in that environment and to use the expected manners and mannerisms yes. that came along with it yes yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely and isn't it funny because I, I do believe what you're saying about sharing the who you really are mm-hmm. um I, I work a lot with elderly, as you do, and mm-hmm. sometimes they're just so forward with what they're going to say. And mm-hmm. they're saying it really from their heart, exactly like a child, yep. no holds barred, they just plow. Yep. And, yep. and it's interesting because as I'm getting older, I, I say, oh, that is such wisdom because mm. now I look at situations and go, you know, I really don't want to be there and I'm not going to be. <laughs> You know, because it just makes me happy not to be. So see you later. (laughs) As these elderly people, you know, in their 90s, do the same. Not interested. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're performing. I'm not interested. (laughs) It's okay. Good. They're they're living in honesty. Isn't that beautiful? It is. Isn't it beautiful? And and we, the youngers, do not have to take that on as being uh, insulting. 
Absolutely. They're they're sharing who they are. Absolutely. They're being real. And how wonderful if if we can sometimes look at each other and go, you know, I'm really not interested in that. (laughs) I do it more and more all the time. Uh, Yes, yes, as I... I. And it's just wonderful. I just, I, I think it's a, it's such a gift to ourselves because mm-hmm. it's sharing the real us. Precisely. Who we are, right? And it's lovely. Yeah. And there's a signature to that. There's a kind of energy in a, any kind of interaction where we're sharing ourselves, our true selves. Mm-hmm. And if, as we do it, people around us can do it more too. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I believe in that. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, thank you, Anatara. Ooh, this was a deep one. thank you Anatara and we would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us in this new platform of education and information we are grateful for your continuous support and we look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better you can connect with Anatara by following her on Twitter at Anatara and of course through her own site Anatara.ca Anatara.ca We always look forward to your comments and suggestions. Please type it into the comment box on the screen, or if you're listening to this through a device, give us a call at 818-LET'S-TALK. 818-LET'S-TALK. We look forward to another Flowing Into Awareness. Until next time, stay. In the way we're treating people, usually with an obsessive compulsive disorder, we try to give them a medication that's just going to calm them down or to release an anxiety or to stop these compulsive uh, behaviors. But now that we're finding out that it might be a part of the brain that is missing or not connecting, maybe we're going to look for different ways to treat people. And I think that's a great thing, especially in the field of mental health. 